0: what is going on everybody welcome to the clydesdale media podcast my name is scott Sweitzer. i'm the clydesdale i am so honored and privileged to have with me fellow ohioan yeah. olivia sulik
1: hi thanks so much for having me on
0: yeah so i'm really excited to do this um uh, i have i've prayed a lot over the last couple of years about how i can use this platform um to share my story to share God's word in that way, right? And um, I thought this was a nice way to kind of step into it and let people know my beliefs and um, and yours as well. So I want to preface this first, welcome,
1: thank you, I appreciate it.
0: Uh, second, I want to preface this so people understand when we get to the decision what how hard that decision was yeah okay so you you were on with us about um oh my gosh the comments are already rolling in <laughs>
1: um
0: so <clears throat> um and so what i wanted to to say is you were a really good crossfit athlete thank you you were the team champion in 2018 mm-hmm. in the 14 15 year old division In 2021, you went head-to-head with Emma Lawson Mm -hmm. uh, to finish 1-2 at the Games. You finished second to Emma. um, And that's kind of about the time I met you. And then I saw you at 22.2 at Rogue. You were there to support Emma Mm -hmm. um, and got to chat with you there with your mom. Your mom is awesome.
1: (laughs) Thank you. She's going to love hearing that from me so much. (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, she introduced herself to me at the Mac
1: okay. two years ago. Okay, yeah, and
0: then we we've we run into each other at things yeah. all the time because even though you've taken a step back, you and her still go to events.
1: Yeah, my mom is still a huge CrossFit fan girl, so she will she's gonna be at Semis in Orlando. She'll come to the games. We'll cheer Emma and the rest of the Brute crew and everyone else on.
0: So at that point. Um, we had you and your coach at the time on the show, mm-hmm. and then you had made the decision to leave and move to Naples yes. right after I had you on almost. I think we had you on, you did the syndicate, and then you finished okay. 10th at the syndicate. Okay. And then right after that's when you made the decision, correct?
1: Yes. Yeah, so I made the decision about mid-June.
0: Okay, yeah, and that was May, right? So
1: yeah, Syndicate was in May.
0: Yeah. So I watched you perform at the Syndicate.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: were, I think, 19 at the time.
1: I was 18 at the time of the syndicate.
0: <clears throat> okay, even better. You're 18 <laughs> at the time. You finished 10th at semis. Top 10 finish, 18 years old. And I and I'm only doing this not to like brag on you, even though you've done great I want the people to know where you were in the sport and what you had in front of you when you got the call right yeah so so you moved to Naples and then I've just seen you off and on from that point on right yes walk us through why the choice to move to Naples and kind of and then you got a roommate which I want to hear who's who's the better foosball player
1: (laughs) okay We, we, we can get we can get into that, but I'm sad to say I have yet to win a game. We've only played two, but um, my okay. roommate has gotten the best of me.
0: Okay, so walk us through why the decision to move to Naples mm-hmm. at the time and then do you and then we'll get into some other things okay, from that.
1: Okay. yeah, I feel like it should, it should flow because um, it's also connected, which I feel like that's been the coolest thing to see God work from this move. So I made the decision in June to move and I ended up moving in July and it was in April of 2022 where my old coach, Nick Simpson, still love him. He is an absolutely amazing man, advanced me so far in my process of career and in my life. He actually brought me down here to train in Naples for a week and the environment was, I knew this is where I needed to be. I loved Emma Carey. I loved James. I loved it, And that was kind of like the core group at the time and just their like intentionality and how much they wanted to win. So that's originally like what drew me down here. And I basically knew when I was here in April, Emma and I laugh at this all the time. I was down there. We kind of joked about like me moving down there and us living together. And we were both totally joking about it. Or we thought each other was joking, but we were both totally serious the whole time. So I kind of knew right then in that moment, I wanted to make the move, but with semis approaching, I wasn't gonna change anything. I didn't want to do that to my current coach and didn't want to throw that on Matt and Dom. So I waited till after semis, um, took 10th, which obviously I wanted to qualify to the game. So I was in a game spot until event five, um, which was a version of Jackie. So it was in June where it was just like kind of after semis, I kind of had the deload taking some time off since that was the end of my season. I gave Matt a call uh, or I sent him a text, like, can you hop on a call? And he's like, I would love to. He obviously knew what I was going to talk to him about. He said that he would love to have me. I then went and talked to Nick um, right after that conversation happened. And less than a month later, I moved to Naples and I actually I didn't know I was moving until like the day before we had like this plan. We didn't really have a plan. It was just kind of like a general idea of like when I was going to move, the pieces weren't fitting together. And CrossFit actually asked me to test the games workouts in Columbus, like less than two hours away. And I was getting ready to do that. And it was the day before I was supposed to leave. I like minorly tweaked my back nothing serious, but enough to be like, I don't want to risk my future season because of a back injury and then maybe doing something stupid. So I decided not to go. Well, that next day, my parents and brother and sister were leaving for Atlanta for my brother's baseball tournament. And that's when we kind of like put pieces together, like Atlanta's like halfway to Florida from Ohio. So I like, packed up that night and then we were on the road 6am and just like going full fledged to Florida.
0: Wow. So like you decided you're going to go and 24 hours later, you were on the road.
1: It was, I think, so I'm trying to remember. I want to say it was maybe a Tuesday night is when the idea was thrown out. And then Wednesday night, we, I started packing. We confirmed in yeah, Thursday morning, I was out on the road 6am.
0: Okay. So you're heading to Naples. Mm-hmm. What, what, where were you going to live? Yeah. Did you and Emma talk before you moved? Did, was that going to happen? Did it take a little while for you guys to, to become roommates?
1: <laughs> yeah, we, um, we talked about a little bit before I moved. Cause we both, I think I kind of asked her like, sent her a text. I was like, Hey, like, were you kind of serious about like maybe moving in together? She's like, yes. But she was in a lease until November of, um, 2022. So I really didn't have a place to stay at first. And we found like a friend of a friend, my mom found someone on Facebook that we just like rented a room out of her house. So I did that when I got here in July and I was planning on staying there all the way until December or whenever Emma got out of her lease. And then it was in September, the hurricane came through Southwest Florida and where I was staying was very close to the water and it got hit. with pretty significant water damage, so like I could no longer live there. So I lived with Nate um, for a week as I figured out what I was gonna do, and then Dom, who was my coach, or who was my coach down, here, who was my coach down here in Naples, like took me into his spare bedroom, and so I lived with him and his amazing wife Olivia for a little over two months, um, and just like that time was hundred percent planned by God. Just the conversation, the late night theology conversations we would have, the laughs—probably like two of my favorite months, just my entire life. And then in December, Emma and I moved in together.
0: Okay, and you're you're still living together today and buying foosball tables. And- <laughs> We're still
1: living together uh- today and impulse buying foosball tables.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah awesome it's like it's like an episode of friends it 100
1: percent um, is i think that's how the idea got thrown out the idea was thrown out seriously four days ago it came two days ago and we assembled it yesterday so it all happened very fast but friends is like my comfort show i think i've watched it like 10 times through and i don't know how it happened we were talking about like air hockey randomly and then foosball and then i mentioned the episode of friends and we just kind of looked at each other and was like let's do it
0: is it your dining room table? If it is, that's... No,
1: it is not, which okay. is like what I like. We already had one, um, but I did throw that idea out there as well.
0: Cool, cool. So the So you were working out with Brood at the time, and I've had Matt on the show before, and mm-hmm. he talks about how groups of you work out at different times during the day. Like you have like your little workout group, yeah. And so, it was coming like I don't I don't know how to say this, but like the room. It's not a rumor, but people were talking about your group being the God Squad.
1: Okay, the God Squad. I've heard that one before.
0: Right, and so one is that I think that is accurate. Knowing who the people that are were are in your crew. Um. Two do you take offense to that at all? Or do you like it as a description?
1: Um, so yeah. So in that first, so my coach is actually Dom, um, Dom and Matt, they worked together and like Matt was there. If Dom was gone or if I just like needed Matt's advice for something, I would go to Matt, um, and vice versa. They go to Dom as well. But in that first group was me, Emma, Nate, and then Harper, um when she worked from home and then in that second group was James, Dallin, um Danielle and Fee when she got down here and James is like very strong in his faith although like he was in the second group and so at first I took like when I first heard that I like took offense like for maybe like half a second and then I was like who am I kidding like these people can like see that like I was like that's amazing like that's what I want to be known for So no, I didn't take offense. I'm like I will wear the religious group or god squad so proudly because like that's what I want to live for um And emma and harper have been like two Like key figures in like helping me grow my faith and, like growing alongside with them
0: Yeah, so kenneth the says i'm team god squad <laughs>
1: Thank you, Kenneth. I appreciate
0: that. So, um, that that's funny you say that because there was a point in my life, and and I look at my my um, my faith journey mm-hmm. as I've I've been I've been with Jesus since I've been a, a kid. I was raised in the church.
1: Okay.
0: Um, I almost became a pastor coming really? out of high school. I talked to my pastor about that, um, and then there's been times in my life where I didn't like abandon Jesus, but I turned them down,
1: Okay.
0: you know, like yeah. turn the volume down. So like, and not intentionally, like, like life just comes at you. And there was a time where someone said to me, I didn't know you were a Christian. And I was like, that hit me like mm-hmm. square between the eyes. And I was like, then I am doing something wrong.
1: Yes. I had a if, very similar if you, moment.
0: If you can't tell I'm a Christian, then I'm not living the right life.
1: Yes. A hundred percent. I, yeah.
0: So go ahead with your, with how did that, you said that happened to you?
1: I would say it wasn't as, so this was, um, I don't, it was a longer time ago, maybe two years at this time, but I was just like sitting in my room scrolling through Instagram and I was like if you found me on Instagram, like the first thing you would see is Olivia the CrossFitter. And that like hit me at my core. Like that is not what I want to be known for, which is like one of my struggles with CrossFit was like Instagram was basically like, just like building a platform and like for yourself and like glorifying yourself. And that's how you get known. That's how you get sponsors, like building that page. And that was just something like, I was never super like fond of. So in that moment, it hit me and that's when I tried to like make more posts, um, you know, including my faith, but it really was, so I would say that was maybe two years ago, but it wasn't until I really like moved down here, obviously, um, you know, that kind of led to my decision to step away that I would say like my faith, like really, really like blossomed.
0: So let's take a step back. Okay. How were you, how were you raised?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, if faith wise.
1: Yeah. So, Catholic growing up, maybe until I was in like second grade. So I just have like very faint memories. And then we started to go to a Christian church when I want to say around like second grade and up until like middle school. Like we were very like an off and on family. Like we would all like call ourselves Christian, but very often on like, I honestly like don't remember like much of like that experience, like up until really into high school it was off and on if there was something more important or what we considered more important, like a sporting event, we would go to that. And with like my older sister doing gymnastics, my younger brother doing baseball and basketball, like, we were always busy on, on Sunday. So I just have like very like faint memories. And honestly, I had no relationship with Jesus. Didn't really understand much at all, although I would have like identified myself as Christian.
0: Yeah. I remember a sermon when I first moved to Columbus where a pastor talked about that specific thing that people identify as a Christian, but, but not, um, but do not truly live that life. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, and that was another wake up call for me. Right. Um, because I, I have a similar story. Like I'm at the age of 25, I moved to Florida. Okay. Okay. Um, and, and and I'll get into that in a minute because I think we're going to go down a similar path there. Uh-huh. Um, and I and I kind of fell away from the church when I was in Florida because I couldn't find a church home that made sense to me. Um, it, it was more ritualistic as opposed to um, a true relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so then I, f- I I fell off thinking that I can do this on my own because they're not helping me get there. And I could never find the church that could help me there. Now, when I moved to Ohio, all that kind of changed and I found the right place for me. Um, I found three places uh, as we moved around the city that have been awesome. But, um, but yeah, so, so you, you don't really remember why you're a Christian. Mm Mm-hmm growing up what was the turning point
1: so it was around 2019 um the games that year was like really tough and it was because emma over there won um and she won the open and won the qualifier and i just had won every stage before and i definitely was like putting my identity in that and like i was finding my satisfaction in that you're winning nothing else matters in the world So it was in that 2019 season, I struggled. I took fourth at the games where like mentally, I was just like really going through it. I can remember like the night before the games, just like sitting outside the house, like with Nick, like crying just because of like the mental distress, like an anxiety I was going through. And so it was right after then, that time, I'm like, I want like some sort of like peace. And that's when I remember I opened like my Bible for the first time. Maybe not the first time, but, like, I was, like, I'm, like, gonna actually, like, try and, like, do this, and I think it literally started with, like, Googling, like, how to read the Bible, and, like, working through it then, and then it was, like, January 1st um, of 2020, I remember, like, I made a post on Instagram, I think that was the first one, like, where I, like, shared my faith, and I have grown, like, so much since that January 1st post, Um, but I was, like, I made a commitment to myself, like, I am not going to miss a church service, even if I need to watch it online um because i was training at the time on sundays and but that's kind of like when i made like that vow to myself and from there it's just been like a steady journey up
0: and then god said i'm gonna really test her and i'm gonna make a worldwide pandemic (laughs) (laughs)
1: um yeah i mean i would say like that affected me too much i mean i was already doing like online school um, and Nick lived like down the street from me. So he would, we had just had like a basement, uh, gym in our basement. So he would just like come over every day. And honestly, like, I loved it. Like I still did my online school and I just got to spend like hours with like one-on-one that like, coach every day. We would have like people like come over, work out. I thought it was kind of like a fun time as I prepped for the games.
0: So you start your relationship with Jesus at that point, you're <laughs> reading the Bible and and it was, was it all like that epiphany when you said, I'm putting, I'm identifying all this with winning and being a CrossFitter and I need to change that to help my own anxiety. And so you reached for this answer and the answer was Jesus.
1: So I would never say that there was like one pivotal moment, like at that time, I would say there's like, it was very much a steady, like journey at that time. It was all just kind of like the same of like, Trying to learn, like trying to go, but I'd say even in that time, I wasn't like doing anything like crazy, but I would say my life still didn't I would if you would have asked like I was would have not been willing to give everything up at that time. I still very much would have lived like the world, dressed like the world, you know, talked, maybe even listened to some of like the same music. And then it wasn't really until I moved down here where I would say I had just kind of more of, like, those moments where I realized, like, what I want to live for. And, like, I don't think I really learned, like, what Christianity is and following Jesus is until I moved down here. Not to say I wasn't, like, a Christian before. Like, I still believe that I was, like, saved before I moved down to Naples. But down here is, like, really where that growth happened.
0: And what was it about Naples? What I'm assuming it was the people,
1: yeah. It was so my, what? Oh,
0: go ahead. Oh, go ahead. oh. No, I was gonna say, what what people do- dove into your life that made you see things differently?
1: Um, well, the number one would be my coach, Dom. And like, if I think about it, like, too I will seriously cry. Um, because so I originally, like I said, like, I reached out to Matt. Um, because I only met Dom like once before that it was like when I came to visit the week, he like helped me like with ring muscle ups, like maybe one time. But I reached out to Matt so I wanted Matt to coach me because Matt coached Emma, Matt coached James, Matt Matt coached Dally. Um, so I asked Matt to be on the call and or to call, you know, because I want to talk about moving down here and training with him. And he's like, Yep, but Dom will be on the call too. So I'm like, great. And on that call, they're like, We want Dom to take your lead lead. And like, honestly, I love Matt to death. Okay, um, he's, I would still, I would classify him as a good friend of mine. But I was kind of like, um, I lost my train of thought. Uh, I was like a little disappointed um, that they wanted me with Dom. But I didn't like second guess it because I was like, I just want to be down in Florida. And now to like see how like intentional that was for like me to be working with Dom, like how that relationship came to be. And then getting to live with him and his wife, he has hundred percent been the biggest like mentor, spiritual mentor, like in my life. He, he's really changed my life. And then the other one would probably be my good friend, Harper, who um, has, I mentioned she trained with us, she just crossed it as well. She has been like one of my absolute best friends, like mentors down here probably knows me better than anyone. and has seen all of my sides.
0: So, so what was it about the life that Dom and his wife led mm-hmm. that you witnessed that you said, man, I I've got to have some of that.
1: Um, it's just, if you're in Dom and Olivia, his wife sings Olivia as well. If you're in their presence, like you feel like so loved. If their house is the house, like their door is always open. If you knock on the door, you will get yelled at. They just want you to come in. they always have people in. They are so like loving and welcoming and so intentional. Like if I'm having like a rough night, like I know I can call Olivia or Dom and they will pick up like that and talk through things with me. Don, like they led a bible study at that time i think it was emma harper and james and they like invited me that my first week and i would say i'm a really big like questions person and i had never had anyone like go through the bible with me so we're going through this and i'm just like flooded with so many like questions and Dom would sit with me for no joke hours as we like figure things out one by one i would come up with like a notebook full of notes and we i would just talk to him for hours i would like not i would yell at him for hours and i would like clap in his face and i just like to say i'm very passionate um and just how like he never gave up harper never gave up olivia like loved me throughout that whole thing she let me talk to her husband about theology till 1 a.m that's what it took um so yeah
0: So you were, you were very much like the conversion of Saul to Paul,
1: okay,
0: Um, in the New Testament, where he just once he so he went from killing Christians as a Roman, yeah. Well, well, and I yeah, (laughs) I I, so I do that sometimes where I just like I process out loud and it it doesn't come across the way I want. But no, no, I didn't, I didn't think you were killing Christians. No, no, not at all. But you, but when he be, when he discovered the relationship yes. value with Jesus, he dove in the deep end and yeah. wanted to know everything he could possibly know and spread the word to as many people as he could spread the word. Mm-hmm. So during this time, you're, you're chatting with Dom until one in the morning. Yep. <laughs> you're trying to train as a competitive athlete. Yep. At what point did, did the this, this scale break where you're like, I can't do both?
1: Yeah. So I can remember very vividly it was Thanksgiving day and it was the Friday before Thanksgiving. So I think I was the 18th of November. Um, I just had like a hard training day and I would kind of just have like, you know, sporadic bad training days where I would just kind of get like, so like mentally like flustered and like filled with like anxiety that I could not work out. Like I wanted to just like, I physically felt like I couldn't move my body. I couldn't think. So it happened on Friday. I remember like I said, I was like literally walking on the gym for hours. It's, you know, it's a small gym area and I'm like pacing for hours and then I go outside Harper tried to come out and talk to me, and she can usually talk to me pretty well, but I'm like, I couldn't say anything. Dom eventually, he's like, or I like, I came inside, and I'm just like, I'm crying. I like really had no idea what was wrong. And Dom, he's like, I'll put your stuff away. Just go, just go. So I left, came back the next day. I think I was able to like train okay on that Saturday. Um, then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday was basically three days of that same exact thing happening. Like trying to get in the gym and just like, couldn't like couldn't go. I was remember I, you know, I qualified for Wadapalooza. I took second um, in that like online qualifier. I was the fittest that I had ever been. I remember doing like the workout like from quarterfinals um, last year and like I PR'd by like a minute. So like things were like getting better. um, But I just like, I couldn't get through training this week. And I remember like trying to redo like one of the Wadapalooza online qualifier workouts. I was getting ready for Wadapalooza. Pacing around with him for like two hours starting a minute in, I like threw the dumbbell dumbbells down so like I can't like I just can't. So I had like a hour zone two that I was supposed to do after that and I remember like sitting on the bike like I could do an hour zone two and like felt like my legs like physically like couldn't move so I just I left. I came back I was able to do the zone two this is the Wednesday before Thanksgiving and then I'm like thanksgiving night i had a conversation with harper that kind of like led me i didn't tell her in that moment um but led me to think like i don't feel like i am where i am supposed to be um it just felt like i was it almost felt like that bad week like all that anxiety was like god's way of like waking me up like you're not like we're just like you're living like in like disobedience to like where i'm like calling you to be and it was almost something like the thoughts were like built up. Like I would have like random thoughts. I was like, I don't know if like crossfits for me, like I'm not getting like satisfaction, like I'm not getting like what I want. And it just like reached the point of like that night, like irresistibility where I had that thought and it's like where it felt real for the first time. Cause you know, like thoughts coming all the time. You like want to quit workouts all the time, you want to give up all the time. But I'll say like that. So I would always, when I would have those thoughts about not doing CrossFit anymore i would always just kind of put it into that category of you know me trying to take it easy but i'd say that was the first time like it felt real and i feel like i could trust my thought so i got home that night um just like after that conversation with harper harper talked about her life um it was really just like me listening it was harper talking about her life that made me realize i don't feel like where i'm supposed to be so it was that night my whole training week was absolutely horrible so i just sent tom a text i was living with him at the time but he was asleep when i got back I was like, I'm not going to the gym tomorrow. I need a day. So Dom was amazing. He's like, yeah, he sent me to a park to walk. And I walked a few miles there, just like went to coffee shops and read and journaled. And it was like in that moment where I was like, I like know what I need to do. And just that whole week leading up was so intentional. Even like Thanksgiving Day. Um, Emma's mom had me over. And it was like me, DC, who's a brute coach, Harper, Emma, and Marla, which is Emma's mom and i remember like we were kind of going around like what's been everyone's favorite part of naples and dc goes the people marla goes the people like olivia what about you and i'm like well the people and then i go on for like 30 minutes about how much the people here have changed my life and how intentional god has been in this move and i can like vividly remember saying that night um this was before my conversation with harper if like cross it was taken away from me tomorrow like this move would still be worth it so I remember like saying that that night, having like other conversations just like throughout the week, those rough training days, it all kind of like surmounted into this. Like, I don't feel like we're cross, like cross it is like where I'm supposed to be. And so that was that Friday after Thanksgiving like, I feel like when I confirmed the decision in my head um, and then it was that next day I started to, someone drew it out of me.
0: <laughs> so Kenneth says, wow, I'm going through some of this myself lately. So <clears throat> I'm so glad you're sharing your story.
1: Thank you. I appreciate one, th- that.
0: One, one thing I wanted to share with you when I moved to Florida,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I was, I was living in Pennsylvania at the time. Okay. It's where I grew up. Um, I actually met a man who was a former pastor okay. and we just like sat and chatted very much like you describe what you and Dom did. Like I would ask questions and, and theologically he was much more mature than I was. Okay. Again, I was like 25 years old at the time. And I felt I was very depressed and stuck in um, this spot. And I said to him, like, I I just don't know what to do. And he said, God can only move or no, God can only steer a moving ship.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And that has been. My mantra ever since that moment, like every, everything I did was I, you have to move toward God for him to be able to help steer you in the way that he wants you to go. And when I left for Florida, everything worked out. Like I can't, like I'd have, you know, $300 in the bank and what I needed for a deposit on an apartment was $300. dollars mm-hmm. Like it was everything like that the whole way there. And it was, um, my wife and I moved to Florida. We packed up everything. We couldn't afford to even take it with us. Um, and we had our parents UPS us our stuff <laughs> bit by bit as we could like afford for them to send it. And, and I think that those months and years made my wife and I so much, clear. she left the Catholic church. Okay. She um, became a Protestant at that point, like everything. And then I hear your story of moving to Naples and like, you kept saying like, it was in the plan. Oh, it uh-huh. was in the plan. Like, like every step along the way seems the same way.
1: Yeah. You keep, you keep going.
0: No, 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 no. I want to go back to the part where, you said you were at that moment where you realized, but someone had to draw it out of you.
1: Yeah, so it was, so Friday I made that decision. Then Saturday, I just like went back to the gym, like nothing happened. Dom knew I was like going through it, Um, but he like very graciously like gave me my time. And so he gave me a pretty easy workout on Saturday. One session, I was able to get through it. I remember it was like biking, maybe some easy lifting. Um, And then it was that Saturday, I can remember, you know, I'm living with them at the time and I'm just sitting like chatting with Olivia and um, Dom's like Olivia on the couch. And, you know, she just knew I was kind of going through our time, like wasn't really saying anything. Dom was there, wasn't really saying anything. All of a sudden, like the door opens and like Harper walks in. Um, I mentioned Harper Lock. She really has been like such a big figure in my life. but she walks in, like, I wasn't expecting her to come. And honestly, like, I was really disappointed. She walked in because she knew. She was the one I had the conversation with Thursday night. She knew I was crying. She knew I took the day out. Like, I knew I would have to tell that night. So Dom and Olivia ended up leaving the head somewhere to be. And she, it took me four hours to get it out. Like, because, you know, it's real. Like, once you put it out there the first time, it was a lot of silence. A lot of, like, questioning. A lot of ums, um um. um. And I told her, and she like knew. She, I remember saying, like, I I know what you're gonna say, but like, I need you to like say it. Um, and then a very similar thing like happened with Dom. Like on Monday, so I sent him a text. So Harper's like, you need to tell Dom. So on Sunday, I sent Dom a text. Can we talk tomorrow? Uh, so Monday, I trained, was able to get through it. And we talked like three hours. Same thing. Very hard to say. A lot of silence, tears and he's like i he also said like i know what you're gonna say you just need to say it like it was those two people knew me the best so they weren't like they knew what i was going through and it's really cool i remember dom saying like the same holy spirit that's like in you is like in me and like i've seen you in here and i guess that day i was out of the gym um harper and dom were like talking like crosses like killing her um so they kind of like knew before I told them and then like all my conversations from there, I like then like, you know, told my parents, talked to Matt, told like James and Emma. I think everyone was like not expecting for me to like say that, especially like you said, like the trajectory, like my season was going, like I fully believe I could have qualified at the games this year. Um, But no one was like surprised. They weren't like expecting, but like knowing who I was, like just kind of like watching me grow throughout the past months they weren't surprised everyone was like so loving and like so supportive which you know i was afraid to have these conversations especially with Matt, because so many people like want to be here in naples like i was given this opportunity in a few months in. i'm like sorry like i'm stepping away
0: (coughs) so you said everybody was supportive yeah was that pretty much across the board
1: yeah i would say not everyone necessarily got it but everyone was so supportive um And, you know, I don't expect everyone to get it. And, you know, I don't expect, like, everyone, like, I got way more support, actually, than, like, I expected. Like, my parents are the most supportive people ever. They just, like, want me to be happy. So, yeah, it was just mostly support across the board, even when people, like, didn't fully understand. Or people had mean things to say. They just kind of kept it in. And I'm unaware of it.
0: (laughs) So, Jody's asking, this all happened Thanksgiving 2022.
1: Yeah. So it was that like last week in November is like when I made the decision and I didn't post about it for like a month, but like that month, like I wasn't training. I was, you know, trying to like figure life out, like before I like made a public announcement. Um, but it was cool to see, like, it wasn't just that week. Like I said, I felt like it was kind of like building up and it was that last week of November, I, like reached the point of like irresistibility.
0: So I I think one of the questions that probably popped up from your friends, family, whoever is, why can't you do both
1: Mm -hmm. um that is something like i want to like preface by saying like my goal in doing this is not to get everyone to quit crossfit i 100 percent believe that you can glorify god in all things and i am so grateful that god used something as silly as crossfit to reach me because i don't think i'd be making the decision i don't feel like i'd be stepping into like where god is like calling me to be if it was not for crossfit if it was not for the, even the timing of the move, how it happened. And then working with Dom, living with Dom, everything was so intentional. And so I am so grateful. Like it makes me want to cry, like thanking God for used something as silly as CrossFit. So I by no means want to like use this to like tell everyone that they need a quit CrossFit. I love Emma, you know, I'm not trying to convince her to quit CrossFit. I'm her biggest cheerleader now. Um, but for me, I just, it was, I did not like the person that crossed necessarily made me to be. I had an ego, I had pride. It filled me up with so much anxiety. I was caring about things so much that honestly in the grand scheme of life, do not matter at all. Like nothing in this like life, like it doesn't matter. And so I was just so caught up in that so much of my time and i can remember when i went home for christmas i got together with a friend who i haven't known her for super long we've only actually hung out like a few times um together um she was kind of like going through some things and i just was like trying to be a good like role model for her i knew like she didn't really have a faith um And I didn't, like, push on her. I didn't, like, talk to her about it. But, you know, she followed me on Instagram and she knew who I was. So we got together for coffee. And she all of a sudden, like, brings up that she, like, started to go to church. And that was, like, really, like, as in-depth, like, as we got. But the joy that I felt of someone, like, not knowing Jesus, like, starting to go to church and, like, get in a relationship with him. The amount of joy I felt in that simple conversation of a friend who I haven't known that long, who I haven't spent that much time with. I was up sort of with so much joy, more joy than I ever got from like completing a workout. Well, more joy than I would, that I've gotten qualified to semis or that I would have have even felt, I believe qualified to the gains. And I'm like, I want to pursue that. Like I want like CrossFit is not going to give me like what I am looking for in life. And yes, you can glorify God in CrossFit. I just do not feel like that was my best place to do so.
0: Okay. Is it safe to say that, CrossFit created an imbalance in your life and it's something that you had to like because you still work out, right? Like
1: so I mean I so that was like it was really hard for me like to be in the gym and not be like competitive with it. Like when I first stopped, I would like just try to keep a rhythm of going in the gym for the last like two months I've been like totally out of it, very, very irregular. So just like last week I talked to Emma and she started like write workouts for me. So I've been in just like three times the past like few days, like trying to get like back into a rhythm because it is hard and i like dom actually he was through something very similar where, like he was competitive with it and like i think he his goal was like to qualify like regionals or like whatever it was at the time uh semi-final and he kind of had like a very similar thing and like he stopped competing and, like he has like a really hard time going to the gym like i don't like the thought patterns that makes me like crossfit isn't a sin but like it can like cause me to fall into like some sinful patterns at times and Obsess about things and put so much energy and effort into things that ultimately, like, don't, that I didn't want to be spending there.
0: I, gosh, I love the way you explain that because it, uh, yeah. it now makes, it makes sense to me, right? Because on the surface, I can look at other CrossFitters who mm-hmm. are glorifying God through the use of their notoriety that they get from CrossFit. But if it's making an imbalance and giving you sinful thoughts and sinful ideas, then it's not the place for you to be.
1: No. And like, it just like, it wasn't, I hated building a platform for myself. I hated that. I hated the amount of like time. I hated the thought patterns it was pursuing, pushing me to. And I knew like, yes, I could like glorify God, but I just didn't feel like with the gifts and the talents that I've been given, it was my best, like, place to do so like it wasn't the satisfaction like i wanted like it wasn't like i knew i would not be satisfied like qualifying like to the games it was just i started crossing when i was 11 and i was really good at it and i was like this is just like this is what i am going to do
0: yeah yeah it's like jody says here you're a strong young woman in more ways than one
1: thank you and i think
0: like making that decision is Your commitment to be a great CrossFitter was took a mindset and an ability uh, to sacrifice other things in your life to, to do that. To do what you're doing now is even a bigger sacrifice, but for a greater glory.
1: Yeah, I would say like. I was just like talking to Emma about this, like a question. I'd like just listened to um, something on the way back to the apartment um, by John Piper. And he was like asking, he was like telling a story and he mentioned the question, like what, how much is Jesus worth? And I feel like for me, that's been it. Like I've realized the worth of Jesus and man, how unworthy I am for him. And I I don't want anything else. I just want to live fully for him. (laughs) I don't care what it costs um but i want to like live fully for him and i wasn't doing that in crossfit and i i mentioned like in my like cross a post like or in the post i made when i was from CrossFit, like i would rather be wrong running towards what i believe god is calling me to than like living a life like comfortably but in disobedience and i just felt like it may not be comfortable i'm gonna like lose things i hey i don't know what i'm doing next like i think that's that was so hard it's like I'm stopping CrossFit for what? Like, I really not know, have, still don't know exactly what is next. Um, but it's like, there is no greater joy than like when you're walking with Christ. Like, and that has been the absolute most freeing thing to like be able to like walk with him. And I was kind of like talking to Emma right before this about like some of the things that like, when I like, I had this like conversation with her where I told her like, hey, like, I'm not doing CrossFit anymore. And like, she was so sweet, I think we both cried um but she was kind of telling like what stuck out from that conversation and there was like a moment like here where i realized like why did god like do all these things for me like why did he help me move down to naples like why? like it's so easy like, he's so intentionally pursued me like he chose me and I was like wrestling this, like, well, like, why did he chose me? Like, why am I like giving all like these blessings? Like what about other people? What about other people? And it's like, I, hey, I don't know why God chose me. I don't know the answer to these questions, but what I want to do is I want to live my life in like full obedience, submission and worship to him. Um, and I think like, that's like what made my decision final was like, I, I don't have all of the answers and I don't necessarily know what's next, but I just want to live completely for him in worship and obedience, even if other people think it's silly even,
0: you know, no matter what people think. Gosh, I have so many questions after that last statement. <laughs> Sorry, uh,
1: but while I'm thinking,
0: while I'm um, thinking, Andrew Sten, who is a fellow Cincinnatian,
1: okay, um, yeah,
0: Olivia's more mature at her age than many people twice her age.
1: Thank you. I, I appreciate it, that, but it's thank you.
0: And then Jody says, What are you doing now to glorify God in your life? And I think. You answered that kind of that you don't know what God is calling you to do. You just know He's calling you.
1: So there's definitely been like some ideas, and like I said, CrossFit is all I know. Known, I've like I did online school for CrossFit. I didn't go to college. So, like after Cross, like I put like really all of my eggs uh, eggs in like this basket. So to step away like was like crazy because it's like what I kind of like worked for. I know I'm only 19, but like, it's like what I worked for, like for my life um, so far. And so when I stopped, it was like, I'm just going to try to say yes, say yes to things and just kind of like see what like God is, like God will work through it. So it's been great. Like I work um, part time. I like uh, do administrative work at a pregnancy resource center right now, which they're like an amazing ministry, um, which I've like really loved to do that. Um, it's definitely like, not what I want to do with my life, be the administrative assistant. Um, I definitely like, have ideas what's next, but it, I'm very confident that it is going to be in ministry. Um, whether that's here or you know across the country or the globe, I'm not entirely sure. So, figuring all that out. Oh wait, I can't hear you anymore.
0: It's not a real podcast with me unless I mute myself at least once. <laughs>
1: there we go. I can hear you.
0: So now it's now it's a real podcast. Right. Um,
1: it's official.
0: So, like, gosh. You, you speak so well, like ministry just seems to be like down your lane, right? That this, this could be something, but let me ask you this. You you said it several times in this podcast that, that CrossFit is all you ever knew. Mm -hmm. Like you gave up college to CrossFit. You did all these things. Do you need to kind of detox from that to, to help you? hear more of what god has planned for you
1: um i would definitely say like you know like we are like i don't think cross is bad like i definitely like want to like work out you know like in some state or form i'm still doing that but, like the time is way less and it's way more like devoted in the scripture and reading like books that like help me understand the scripture um and dive like deeper into it watching like sermons like i spend like a lot of my time doing that like Going to you know a bunch of different Bible studies throughout the week and just like spending like time with like the people that have really mentored me the most down here, um and just trying to like read, study, say yes, still like try to now I'm trying to get back in the rhythm of like exercising a little bit more and saying yes to some of the things that God you know God is like putting my way as like I you know figure things out.
0: Do you ever see yourself? Kind of around the CrossFit space, doing these things without being an athlete, but maybe I don't know, like leading yeah, um, a group of athletes.
1: Um, honestly, no, I don't like at all. No, um, I, okay. Like, I wanted to coach, program, nutrition. None of that like appeals to me. Um, not like my coach, like Dom, he's the one that like reached me. So I believe, like I said, I really believe you can, whatever like vocation that you're in, like it can be used like for the glory of God. Like, you know, like we are made to like work and like working well and with joy. Um, so like whatever job that you can be in, like can be done for his glory. I just really don't feel like CrossFit is my, like, like, I don't have a desire to do that.
0: Okay, yeah, Jody summed it up better than me, but you answered the crossFit chaplain, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Kenneth says i'm thirty three still don't know what my calling is happens when he happened when he plans it to happen,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, it's been really cool. you like said just to see the intentionality of like God and how he's worked, like even like little conversations, like how every conversation has been pieced together. Every move, every place I've like lived down here, the people that I've met, it's been very intentional. So that like past faithfulness has like really helped me like see like that same God that like did that move me to Naples, like call me to step away from CrossFit, led me to all those people. Like that's the same God now, and like His like past grace and faithfulness, like it is present and it is future as well.
0: So, my former pastor. Uh-huh. who regretfully moved away um loved him so much he was one of, a guy that like always put himself in situations where he could minister mm-hmm. whether it be like hanging out at the local coffee shop whether it could you know and and not like intrusively yeah. but you know was just kind of there are those things that you're doing cuz i notice like on instagram a lot of your posts are hey went to a coffee shop hey <laughs>
1: Yeah, so I really like going to a coffee shop like to like read and like study and like get work done. And it's like so cool to see just like the people that have like come up to me um, just say, like, hey, like I see you in here a lot, like reading like your Bible and just like the relationships that have like been made that way. Um, but I do honestly feel like sometimes like like sharing your testimony or like witnessing to your neighbors is like the hardest thing to do. Um, it can be like the scariest thing to like it's almost easier when you don't know the people cause you have nothing to lose. But when you know the people, when the people are close to you, like that's like when it can get hard. Um, so even like, you know, I like pray for courage and like boldness, like all of the time for that, but also just trying to like live my life in a way that like models Christ, like what I wear, like what I say, like the music that I listen to, like the things I post, like kind of how you're mentioning earlier. I don't, I want people to look at me, and be able to know what I believe. And I've like just been able to like see that down here of like, I'm so happy Danielle and her podcast like call me part of the religious group. Like that scene. Like I'm so happy when like I went to the coffee shop and like someone comes up to me and is like, Hey, like, I've seen I've seen you like reading, like, where do you go to church? Just like the conversations, the like relationships like that have formed that way. And like the opportunities that flowed from that. That like person at the coffee shop like then offered me a job. She's like, Hey, like we're hiring. If you like want to join us or like now, like the part-time I'm doing like at the pregnancy resource center, like that came like through a relationship, like I met, like through church.
0: Yeah. I, he was such a good example for me because all the things you're talking about Mm -hmm. are things he would do. But like, if he was a server came up to him, he would genuinely want to know that person's name, how they're doing, how they're feeling. And he would start these conversations And it's amazing how quickly people would open up to him. It's like God uses that so much.
1: I definitely, I know I have a lot of like, I definitely, I love like getting to like, know people, like talking like the grocery store clerk, um, or just like getting to know people. But I also definitely need to get better at if I already know the person I can tend to try to maybe overly shove the gospel down their throat. Um, my mom may chime in the comments at this point. Um get, <laughs> like, very aggressive and like you know like once you learn something, like a new like concept or doctrine, it's like it's so you're like, oh my goodness, like this is amazing. You just want everyone to know. So like come from a place of love. But at times I can get definitely get like overly passionate when it comes to like people I know. So it's just like continue like build into relationships like little things like here and there. Um not trying to like overwhelmed people are like, try to show that like I'm better than them in any way. Um, yeah, just like people that I don't know, like building relationships to, or like writing letters or like little things like that.
0: Yeah. Again, very much like Paul, um, (laughs) other than the killing Christian part. (laughs) Um, yeah, like he became overzealous and he sent letters to everyone. He sent, you know, he wrote half the new Testament, um, because of all of that. Uh, so you're in good company, right?
1: Oh, yeah. We're going through Romans, um, like Bible says like Emma, like my other friend, Olivia, and then Harper, we're all going through Romans together, um, like verse by verse. We started September and are just now entering uh, six. So various webinar our church actually is doing like throughout this whole year, we're going through Romans, like from January to December, like going through it, so like, Getting to like so being compared to Paul is not um, accurate <laughs> considering his wisdom. I like, <laughs> want that wisdom. I am hungry for that wisdom.
0: Well, I don't think he had that wisdom right off the bat. I no. mean, <laughs> no, he had to develop it over time. But the overzealousness at the and at the initial um, and all the things he did, you can't write half of a, half the New Testament and not be overzealous and an overachiever.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, well, Olivia, gosh, I, I could talk to you forever. (laughs) Um, but we try to keep these at an hour. So maybe we'll just have to have you back and do some other stuff with you about and spreading the word and the gospel. Um, if you can hang on just one minute, I'm going to close out the show and then I'll chat with you and let you go for the night.
1: Awesome. Great. Well, Um, thank you so much.
0: Yeah. Thank you everybody for jumping in and in the chat. I love you all. We'll talk to you soon. See you later on the Clydesdale media podcast.